While I figure out what Quavo is about to do with that Bentley, make sure that you guys are following me on Facebook at Shenanigans Podcast, on Instagram at Shenanigans underscore podcast, and on Twitter at SWFriendsPod. I am Solo Dolo on this one, and Cupid doesn't lie. It's episode 112. Let's get into it. of Shenanigans with Friends. Thank you so much for being here with me. Um, I am Solo Dola, but she knows how I do, so no worries. Let's get into it. So, um, wow. First off, hey, Illinois, how's it going? Um, it's me, your girl. Um, I'm so proud of Illinois, just in general. Um, with the, we, we did, we were the first ones to take steps in releasing people for marijuana offenses earlier last year. And now guys, Evanston, Illinois, they are giving reparations to eligible black residents. And that makes my black ass heart smile all the way here on the West Coast. Guys, this just makes me so fucking happy. Like, because everybody knows that for years and years and years, people of color, black people specifically, because I that's where I can speak from, we have been always like kind of like shitted on when it came to like the housing. Um, at one point in the country, we weren't even like they would like, I think was it the red door thing? They used to fucking paint the red doors to basically be like. Black people that can't be here, can't afford this, don't even think about it, basically. So, like, we're always have, like, in history, have been, like, discriminated against in every fucking way possible, even when it comes to, like, where they are willing to allow us to live, right? So, um, like many other places in the country, um, in the Midwest specifically also, too, like, uh, there has been mistreatment, um of African-American residents um, in regards to helping improving the area, um, helping improve the retention rate of being able to have Black and African-American homeowners in the city of Evanston. Just a lot of shit like that's just not, right? Not fucking what's up. Okay, but reparations. So now you guys are thinking like, damn, they're about to go give them a stack, go throw them a bag, but that's not, kind of, but not really. So I think that this is a really um, cool way to um, divvy out something that would be considered, quote unquote, reparations, right? So um, what they are planning on doing is it's going to be, and I have to tell you, um, it it won eight to one uh, yesterday, which was Monday, uh, to approve the, it's called the Local Reparations Restorative Housing Program. And so basically what they're going to be doing is they are going to um, be offering and granting qualifying households of up to $25,000 for either two things, for a down payment on a new house in a new area, like if, you know, if they decide that their neighborhood isn't worth staying in or they've, you know, are over it. Some people are like that. Like when fucking uh, people 
when gentrification happens, some people are ready to go and leave the fucking area. Some people aren't. And so I guess this is where you'll be able to determine that for your own, but you'll either have $25,000 for a down payment or for home repairs, which is fucking significant as fuck, right? Because when people don't want to help you refinance your loans or nobody wants to help, and then your fucking house is falling apart and where are you going to get the funds from? Boom fucking reparations like wow the reparations really not just come like all the way on time but i think that that's fucking amazing and i guess some people would probably argue about like what about people who don't own homes i hear you but also you guys haven't people a lot of the people who don't own homes and i'm thinking more of like our our older parts of our community this really wouldn't rep- what do you need reparations for? Like, I, I truly like, and I guess we joke about this and like, we're like, oh, you know, like we want our reparations too or whatever like that. But when we really think about what reparations are supposed to be about, it's supposed to be like uh, against all the issues and things that happened in the enslavement and all that shit and the aftermath, the after effects, right? So the, all the things that we were supposed to have, all the rights we were supposed to have, we didn't really quite get them immediately after. And that I, I always thought that that's what reparations meant. And so I guess it means different things to different people. But I think this is a great thing as far as allowing it for qualifying households. And I'm sure there'll be like some, probably some, a lot of requirements, but a lot of people are still going to be able to qualify for this. And this is fucking amazing. Um, as you know, Illinois um, has approved recreational marijuana and they are planning on funding this shit with the first 10 million dollars that comes in revenue from the city's taxes on the sale of the recreational marijuana um i think that's fucking awesome and you know listen i don't mean to shit on my hometown i love you guys so much but as a person that has regularly smokes West Coast weed, I think you guys will be so happy when dispensaries are like a thing out there and you guys can like actually like, maybe you guys won't even need backwoods because like you're not trying to like hide the weed. But anyway, I don't know. I'm bagging on. Okay, anyway. So (laughs) I think that's fucking awesome. I think they're going to get that 10 million so fucking fast in taxes. It's going to be fucking crazy. Um, And of course... This is not like the end all be all, right? Even if we talk, we look at specifically in Evanston, right? There's still so much more other things that like still have to be addressed, like all, everything, like us, like giving somebody reparations of twenty five thousand dollars towards a down payment or uh, repair of their home is excellent, but it still doesn't. It's not a band aid to fix racism in Illinois or anywhere else in the fucking country. I think this is a good step. Um, and I would be very excited to see how well it plays out and then also to see if any, how many other states are looking or even just cities, cause this is just happening in Evanston right now, how many other like state legislatures, um, city, uh, as well and federal and see how far we can get with this shit. <sighs> I feel like federal is probably like pushing it a little too hard, but you know what I mean? But I mean, like I said, this is not a resolution it is a step towards it, I suppose. Um, but I mean, we're talking about wage gap issues in Evanston. Um, we're talking about red line neighborhoods, like a lot of underlying hella racist shit 
that this is not going to fix. But God damn it, I believe in you now. Now that you guys have like really, you guys made this happen. So I, I have hope and I'm so happy and I'm so, I'm happy for everybody who qualifies for it. I hope you guys are able to do with what, with it, what you want Buy that fucking bomb ass house you've been eyeing for fucking months or fix that fucking basement or whatever, whatever the issues are. I hope that that, hope that it gets to you in a timely fashion. And I hope that y'all hope that it works out. And I hope that other people adopt it. So I think it's a really cool idea. Anyway, let's move on. So. Speaking of money, speaking of checks that might be given to people right next door in Indianapolis, Indiana, a quadruple murder. And I know you guys have heard it. It happened like right after I recorded last. But we're talking about a quadruple murder over a stimulus check. Like, let's let's talk about this, guys. What are we doing here where we are like literally letting the stimulus check shit like, like cause, like, what is happening? Like, what are you guys doing? Like. Seriously, like, what's happening? Like, are we really killing people over $1,400? Is that a thing? Like, it can't be a thing, guys. Like, it's it's bad enough you guys are trying to scam niggas out of it. You guys are trying to fucking snatch it out of people's hands. Like, it's bad enough that you guys are already trying to do that. But, like, we're talking about murdering. And these are people that are related to your child. So let's back up and I'll tell you guys what happened. Um... <clears throat> Basically, um, a man went to, I, um, it looks like he would have gone to his baby mama's house. This is what I'm assuming. Um, he went to his baby mama house. I guess they argued over some money because the stimulus check hit. He took the money, killed them, took his daughter. She's six months old, dropped them off at his sister's house and then drove to a friend's house and where he was eventually arrested. Um, y'all know I really don't like saying people's names, the ones that do the murdering. But um, I will say that um, Tamika Brown, Anthony Johnson, Daquan Moore, and then seven-year-old Eve Moore were all murdered over $1,400. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And then you find out a little bit more because you're thinking, what kind of person wouldn't do that, right? Like take the lives of four people over money that can, that'll be gone in a week and a half, depending, right? Um, the mother of the child survived, but the other four people were killed. Um, and the concern though, that we have here in this specific situation, um, we've got two, we got like, so of course people being murdered over a stimulus check is obviously the number one issue here, but then there's an underlying issue. Um, and it goes, I don't know. I don't know which bucket it falls under. It's either going to fall in the bucket of 
not protecting black women is going to fall in the bucket of not protecting black people. It's going to fo uh, follow up or it's going to fall into the bucket of not believing black people, misdiagnosing black people, not diagnosing black people. Um, and probably incarceration versus hospitalization, hospitalization of people that one of those buckets is going to fall into because the murderer that we have um, in this specific situation has on multiple times threatened, put sugar in her tank, slashed her tires and shot up her car. So this is a person that she lived in fear of for at least a while. That's all I'm going to say. Um, he has a long history of violence. Um, in 2017, he shot a man multiple times. The victim survived. Um, and then they only charged him with aggravated battery. Um, he took a plea and ended up just having the plea to uh, guilty to pointing a firearm, which is just a jail sentence of a few months. So we don't know why he shot a nigga, but he shot a nigga a bunch of times. Um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't expecting him to live. Um, the prosecutors don't have any response to why it was dropped down so hard. Um, also, like I said, he shot the car up of the mother of his child. Um, he was never charged with that. They just kind of brushed it under the rug. This is again, right at, like after he had already served time for shooting another person. Um, I think that they were still in a relationship and it's very possible that by the information that I'm telling you guys right now, very possible that she was too fucking afraid to leave. Like really, truly. Um, and it's really fucked up because again, you get this, like this issue of what is it? Catch a release, right? Where you catch somebody and then by the time it all boils down, they've only done like this much of time and then you let them out and they do something else and then you just catch them and you release them and you catch them and you release them. But like a person can have like weed and you put them in jail forever. A person like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's crazy because these people are black. So you would think that they would have threw him under the fucking jail when he shot that person and like attempted murder. Like, you know how they do us. But no, for some reason... This guy keeps having all his stuff just basically just like brushed under the rug, right? Um, he clearly is either an insane fucking psychopath or he has mental issues. And um, it's just uh, sounds like a fucking story of a system failing. And to, where, to the point where four people are lose, lost their lives over $1,400. A, a girl, a little girl, six months old, lost her dad because he was either crazy or crazy, right? And I can't, I guess you can't say crazy, but you know what I mean? Like he either needed mental help or he was fu a fucking lunatic. Like that was just going to murder people regardless of, of whatever and what, under whatever circumstance, right? The point is um, the system always just fucking finds a way to fail us. And it's very heartbreaking. Um, so yeah, seven year old girl who didn't have, who can't even fucking file taxes. Like none of these people that he killed, like file these taxes, like 
or you know what I'm saying? They they would they would have had nothing to do with the stimulus money. They were just in the way. So anyway. Speaking of people that might just be fucking lunatics, um, Jesus Christ. It's like, I swear to y'all, I do not plan to have these things like line up the way they line up. It's just the way that it works. Um, a man in Pittsburgh, people are sitting down eating their food. People are in line waiting to order their food at McDonald's and a 12 year old boy is stabbed in the neck, I believe. Um, by a 51-year-old man. I'm giving y'all his name because it is a very old black name. And you can tell he was old and black just by the name. Charles Edward Turner. Um, anyway, he was arrested, charged with attempted homicide, four counts of aggravated assault, two counts of simple assault, and resisting arrest. He's being held in jail. Thank God. Um The, the the report just says that a family of four was standing in line when a man tackled the child from behind and stabbed him in the neck. I think we could probably pull some of those buckets out from the last story and figure out which bucket this falls into. Um, he The family members tried to get Turner off of the kid and I guess there was some back and forth during that time. Um, I guess somebody bit somebody. I don't know what's happening with that. But uh, basically, uh, one family member helped, tried to help the boy. Um, the other one was fighting the guy back. I think they bit him or something like that. I don't know. I'm not biting no random black person. I, I said that. <laughs> I'm not... Biting no random black person, no random white person, no random nobody person. I said black because I was looking at his picture, but really, I literally meant I'm not biting fucking anybody that I don't know. I'm not biting anybody anyway. I, I don't like where this is going, but you guys see what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. um, Okay. So the boy is okay. He was rushed to the hospital in critical condition. As of Sunday, he was upgraded to stable condition. So he's going to be okay. He's not dead. Um, after the incident, the the suspects, why do you have to call him a suspect? We know he did it. He was found outside pacing back and forth, yelling racial slurs before going back into the restaurant. Um when he went back into the restaurant, I guess one of the family members asked, like, what the fuck? And he was just like, he only wanted to finish his coffee and leave the restaurant. Like, mm, I don't know if you can finish your coffee anymore, bro. But it's nice that you asked, I guess. Um, and here's my thing is that now he was outside, like, sh like yelling racial slurs. And now I guarantee you they're going to try to hit him with a hate crime. Watch. And I'm not saying that, sure, maybe it makes sense. But I'm just like, mm, we don't really know that it had anything to do with race or if he could have just been somebody who needs medication, needs to be in jail already. You never know. Again, figure out which bucket it goes in. Um, but the little boy is okay. Um, here's the thing, though. What the fuck is up with Pittsburgh's McDonald's? Um, this is not the first time that the incident has happened um, at a McDonald's. 
In 2019, several people were charged in connection with a violent fight. It started out on a street and then or started out in the restaurant and then spilled out onto the street all because a couple got into an argument with a dude. It was a lot of shit. Somebody was left unconscious. There was pepper spray sprayed. There's a lot of shit happening. And then a week before that happened at another, at the exact same McDonald's. I don't think this is the same McDonald's from the kid with the stabbing, but a McDonald's in the same area of Pittsburgh. But weeks before that incident, a man got shot in the leg outside of that same McDonald's after having an argument. So clearly, guys, at this point, it's probably going to be in your best interest to stay the fuck out of McDonald's in Pittsburgh. Uber Eats delivers. I heard there's a drive through Let's move on. Um, <laughs> speaking of food, I guess. Um, I don't know how many of you guys know Jensen Karp. Um, nowadays he is considered a, like a, a writer. Um, and I, I don't, maybe he's considered an actor. I know Jensen Karp from, because he used to be, he, he was a rapper at one point, um, right before Eminem came out, he was like a white rapper that they were trying to really make pop. Like he was kind of nerdy and like Jewish and shit like that. So they were trying to make him pop and then Eminem came out and I guess there was only room for one. I don't know how that goes and white rap territory. Anyway, so <laughs> I know him from that. He also wrote a book called like Kanye owes me $300 or some shit like that. I forgot what it's called. It's a really good book of all the collection um, of stories and situations that he had while he was in the process of becoming a rapper. So that's how I know Jensen. And now Twitter knows Jensen because he says that he found shrimp tails and his cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> Guys, 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 guys. Okay, so I should have just pulled it up. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna pull up the Twitter thread so we could, I could go through this with you guys. So, okay, so first off, um, he has a picture. <laughs> I'm just gonna show this to you guys. Fuck it. Uh, and if you guys are listening to the audio, I guess you guys are going to have to start watching the video so I can show you guys this. Um, <laughs> I just want to show you guys this because, like, <laughs> the fucking shrimp uh, tails are, like, super, like, like cinnamon. <laughs> but, okay. Can you guys see this? So, this is basically it. Let me see. Let me try to see if I can make it bigger. Oh, not really, but anyway. So right here is, these are the fucking shrimp tails. And if you can see them, they're like so fucking cinnamony. It's not even funny. So anyway, I guess he was opening up his cinnamon toast crunch and he found those two shrimp tails in it. So as everyone does in this era, they tweet. And so he tweeted, hey, um, why are there shrimp tails in my cereal? And, cereal? and then he goes, this is not a bit or whatever. And so then Cinnamon Toast Crunch says, we're sorry to see what you found. We'd like to report this to our QA team and replace the box. And he goes, I don't know if I want. <laughs> he basically goes like, I don't know if I want another one. And then he starts to go into all the other things that he found. Um, so one second, because <laughs> I want to fucking, 
Um, I want to tell you guys everything that he fucking found because it was more than just this. And I honestly thought that he was literally fucking joking. Like, I really thought he was joking. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, his fucking shit's all. Okay, here it is. Okay, so then at the bottom of the bag, it look it's like little like black bits. I'm going to show them to you. It's like little black bits, and I don't know where they came from, but then he's got other pictures um, that show that they're like baked into the, the fucking cereal. And then, so like, can you see it? It's gross, right? It looks like little like rat turds. So anyway, <laughs> um, basically they go back and forth for like two to three pictures um, and they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, sorry. And they're basically like, we're still investigating the matter. We can say with confidence that all that stuff didn't um, didn't happen at the facility. Oh, also on the another bag. So I guess it was maybe like the double boxes, like that maybe maybe you get from Sam's. And so, and the other bag at the bottom or on the side, um, it kind of looked like there was tape over it, like it had busted, and then somebody just closed it. And then there was also some weird stuff there too. So, um, Sentimental's Crunch is basically saying that never would they ever, <laughs> and. Then somebody found something that uh, was something that um, in 2009, General Mill, Mills, the same people who make Cinnamon Toast Crunch, um, they took a shipment of blueberries that was contaminated with shrimp pieces. Um, so this is not something that this is not something that General Mills is like not used to. So the fact that when they said shrimp, it should have been definitely something that they should have immediately caught their eye and been like, oh shit, because we'd be having that shrimp shit, like, right? I don't know why shrimp is in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I would probably suggest you guys look. I just looked them over there. I was, just, I was looking to see if I had any up there. I don't have any up there. I would have definitely bursted the entire bag in front of you guys to show you. But anyway, I don't know what's happening. It's a lot of fucking shit floating in his bag though. Um, there was even like a thing that looks like floss. Um, and then what's so great about the internet is that underneath it, everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's showing pictures of things that, <laughs> that they fucking, uh, <laughs> that was in there something. So somebody got a fucking Popeye's honey packet and it had an ant inside of it. Um, it was a piece of metal in somebody's potato wedges and jack in the boxes, gave them some coupons. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's hilarious. Um, I've never been lucky enough to find something in my stuff. That's because like you would be lucky, right? Cause you could get like, you could like Sue or whatever, like, and it's the company. It's not like you sewing somebody individual. So it's fine. But yeah, I've never been so lucky. Hmm. To find anything and that shouldn't be there in my shit. Anyway, <laughs> so check your fucking cinnamon toast crunch. Might be shrimp in it. Oh my god, my mom's allergic to shrimp. Like my mom, okay, she's fucking weird because like what? No, I'm just kidding. I know people have shellfish allergies, but um, yeah, she's literally the only person in my whole entire family. And oh my god, I need to call them right now. Do you have cinnamon toast crunch? Probably. I don't know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, let me not freak myself out. Okay. <laughs> Mom don't eat cereal like that anyway. So, all right, let's talk about some more shit that's freaking me the fuck out. Guys, first of all, 
We have to deal with Brangelina getting a divorce, okay? Fine, fine. Because sometimes that shit just don't work. As a person that fucking knows, that shit just don't sometimes work. Sometimes that shit just don't work, right? But goddamn. So they got divorced. We were okay. We survived that, right? But now they're fucking in a custody battle over their six children. Did she have any of those kids? Like, are any of those her? Like, I know that they're her kids. But I mean, like, does she physically have any kids? I can't remember if she did. I think they, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> these motherfuckers got six kids. And they are in a battle right now about who has custody of them. Brad is trying to basically have 50%, 50%, right? So we just figure out, we separate the holidays or whatever else we need to do to make sure that this works out for everybody, right? Cool. Then reports have come out that Angelina and the children are ready to, to possibly give it up. Like, so basically, if you guys haven't heard, Angelina is basically saying that she has proof and authority and support of her allegations against Brad Pitt. And if you haven't heard, she is basically alleging spousal abuse. Now, we don't know what level of spousal abuse, because when I think of spousal abuse, it could be a lot of things. It could be physical, it could be verbal, it could be mental, it could be financial, although I don't think they have their financials dealt with each other. I'm just thinking about regular people. Um, it could be sexual. So there could be a lot of fucking avenues for what spousal abuse is. So I'd be interested to know what she's saying that he's done. And listen, I don't want to, I don't want y'all to sit here and think that I'm a Brad sympathizer because let's be honest, he's not as hot as he used to be. He definitely looks like Brad Pitt, but melting at this point. So I'm not super interested in like, like holding him down through this, but I, it just, doesn't it just shock you when you hear some things about some people? And like I said, not in a position to hold him down if he did that shit and we can confirm that he did that shit. Boom. Because you guys have to remember that uh, 2018, was 2018? Um, there was an issue on a private jet with him and Maddox, um, which is one of the boys. I want to say he's one of the oldest boys um, or he is the oldest boy. Um and Brad has described his relationship with Maddox as difficult in the past. So I don't really know what that means in white people's terms. Because difficult to us means like we only talk to her on, we only talk to our dad or our mom on the fucking holidays or when we want something. Like, I think that that's difficult to us. Like, so I don't know what a difficult relationship is to white people um, or Asian white people. Um, so I don't know. But DCFS was involved. They concluded and said there was no inappropriate physical contact because there was a big deal about that fucking, uh, about that fucking, uh, what am I trying to say? The private jet issue. Nobody ever really says what happened, but DCFS got involved, but then they decided that it wasn't a big deal. Um, so now I don't know if she's holding on to that and just kind of riding with that. But she says, Angelina says that her and her children are willing to come forward. Um, obviously, Brad is devastated. Um, they said that the children have been uh, um, interviewed by a, 
court-appointed therapist. Somebody said that Maddox gave a negative testimony against Brad either this week or last week. And then uh, they're coming out to say that's not true. So that's just some fucking page six bullshit. So don't believe the hype. Um, I think it's interesting that they are doing this with the same judge that married them. I didn't even know that you could do that. Um, and he's basically denying any personal bias or prejudice. Cause I am interested. Like one of these motherfuckers has to probably know him. Like you have to have known a judge to be like, Hey, can you marry us? Like, like, right. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't think you just like, how do you just request a judge if you don't know nothing about them? Anyway, so there's apparently there's no prejudice. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't like super care too much, but I am interested to find out what she's going to say Brad did or what's going to come out about their relationship. I mean, like, damn, it's like, damn, you get a nickname and you think it's all sweet and it's not all sweet. So nicknames don't mean that you made it. (laughs) All right. So I don't know. I would tell y'all that I might check up on it. I probably won't unless some crazy shit comes out about Brad. Um, All right. So let's move on to crazy things that white people do. Okay. So, um, (laughs) okay. Um, There is the theme of the show, mental illness. OMG. Okay. Here's the story. I'll let you guys be the the judge of it, although I think by the end of it, you'll agree with me. A serial stowaway. Um, First of all, when I fucking heard this, I was like, damn, bitch, you are so lit. Like, here here people are fucking buying fake, I can't talk, fake credit card numbers, fucking paying fucking bills with fake cards, going on vacations with fake cards, just doing all this scammer, scammy, scamming, scam shit, right? And here it is, a old ass white lady on her scammer shit, but like she was doing it better than y'all. So basically this bitch, okay, for 19 years, she took 30 flights without a ticket. Like she never had a ticket. She just went to the airport and like looked on the thing, like departures, like, oh, bam, trying to go to Paris. And then she go and she just fucking got on a plane. What are you niggas not doing that you guys are willfully paying for spirit flights when you could just walk on an American airline. Listen, okay. They call her a serial stowaway. Okay. So then I started reading, right? Cause she's 69 years old. Her name is Marilyn Hartman. She was arrested at O'Hare international airport. I bet you 90% of you niggas, if y'all don't live in the Midwest or are not from Illinois, y'all don't, y'all had no idea that O'Hare was an airport in Chicago. Did y'all? And this is how I know that she's a motherfucking genius. Why try to sneak on airplanes in mid on Midway or at Midway, which is the main airport that almost every if you've ever gone to Chicago, chances are you probably came in Midway. O'Hare, very, very, very rarely people use that, right? So, damn, this bitch is a fucking genius. Cause she's not gonna go to the busy airport. She's gonna go to the not busy airport where people are less likely to like super check on things, right? Okay. She's known so much in O'Hare they that they have they call they have like things called Maryland sightings when they see her and they gotta be like, all right, bitch, get out of here. So basically, <laughs> she started this shit in 2002. She was first arrested. 
She, nigga, she got away with the shit for 12 years without even being arrested. She was first arrested in 2014. She only got arrested Tuesday. Motherfucker, because she had an, she did an interview about how she was retired from the game. Like, first of all, who knew that she was doing this? To be like, bitch, we need an interview. Like, we need the scoop. Tell us how you're doing it. What? Okay. So, she fucking... First of all, she was already on an electronic monitor from breaking the terms of her probation for the same thing at the same airport in O'Hare, O'Hare Airport in 2019, Okay. So she already got an ankle bracelet on. Like, how is she even doing this? I don't understand. So anyway, she had an interview with a CBS uh, affiliate. And it was two days before she got arrested. And basically, she was saying that, you know, she didn't, she resisted doing interviews before because she wasn't confident if she would be taking another illegal flight or not. So now that she felt like she was done traveling, um, she was ready to talk. <laughs> so here's some things that she said. Um, she says that she's never been able to board a plane by herself. Um, she was just always let through. So basically she would say, oh, that girl with that yellow shirt and those dreads, I'm with her. And then they would just let her walk on. There's no fucking way that somebody would let one of our black asses just walk on saying, oh, you see that tall white dude right there? I'm with that nigga. Like, are you ma'am? May I see your ID? Where's your boarding pass? Where's your luggage? Like, so she would just like, just get through them. She would get through the security line without a boarding pass. How, how, how was this happening? Like, I literally don't understand. Like, how is she doing this? Guys, how is she fucking doing this? Beats, it beats me. If that's, if you guys are waiting for an answer, I don't know. It beats me. Um, so listen, The first time that she went on a plane for free, she went to Copenhagen. The second time she went to Paris, she's been to, oh, nigga, oh, mm. she's been to London and mad places in the United States. Listen, can we just talk about how sis went straight to Copenhagen on first? Like she didn't go like to like the next state over. Like sis went to Copenhagen. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Um, she honestly, she gets caught when she flies domestic. She got one of her, uh, charges was just from her going from one place in California to another place in California. Like that's how she got caught. Fucking crazy. Um, oh, 2014, she was flying from San Jose to Los Angeles, nigga from California to California and got caught. Like, these are the things like I'm talking about, like, bitch, if you could have just kept fucking international jet setting, you should have went to you could have went to wherever you wanted. Like they were not fucking with you. How you go to Copenhagen first time out? Like I just, I know if I ever like had an opportunity to like sneak on an airplane, my bitch ass would probably just get a fucking plane to like fucking prompt or something crazy. Like I stand is the point I'm trying to make, but this is why I say which bucket. Um, she has a uh, bi- bipolar disorder. And one of the things that it was interesting that she mentioned in her article or in her uh, interview was basically like she wasn't taking the plane rides like for thrill or anything. She actually, when she took the plane rides, she wasn't 
in a good like headspace mentally, she would just be in a depressed state and just fucking get and and go to the airport. Like, and it wasn't like it like it sometimes she said that it wasn't even like something that she like even really thought about where she was going or whatever, which is fucking crazy. And then I'm thinking, how do you get back? Like when you go to these places, how the fuck you just get back? Like this is some white witchcraft and I cannot. Um, so interesting. She's currently in Cook County jail. Everybody knows how that is. Shout out to Cook County. Um, she's not able to post bond and she cannot be released. Um, oh, poor old lady. Um, she might, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do in Maryland, but I mean, it'll make some, for some good fucking books and shit. She should be able to get some commentary until she's up out of there. So, Ooh, but y'all, what are we doing with our lives where we aren't doing things like this? Maybe we got to wait till we get old and just act like we won't be knowing stuff like, oh, my grandma, my granddaughter went that way. Like, maybe we just got to wait. So I'll wait. I'm going to let y'all know. Then y'all going to see my mugshot. <laughs> Speaking of mugshots, over a thousand people have been arrested in fucking Miami, on Miami Beach. You motherfuckers. Y'all cannot wait. So apparently Florida is wide the fuck open. Everybody's free to do whatever the fuck you want over there. Um, they had to cause call a state of emergency. They've had to put a curfew. They've had um, just this is just in spring break season. They've had more than a thousand arrests, nearly a hundred gun seizures. Um, yeah, so <laughs> they try, uh, they earlier, a few years ago, they tried to ban alcohol from the beaches that has not worked. Um, canceling concerts and food festivals that has helped, but it hasn't stopped the city from just being fucking taken over by fucking party, party people. That's what people think of when they think about Miami Beach. They don't think that people like live there, or, like work there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing with Vegas. Like people just think that like we live in casinos and like we have like these extra extraordinary lives and they're just like regular lives like everybody else is everywhere else. But anyway, so all this shit has happened. Um, this weekend alone, um, Ocean Drive was fucking out. They had to bring SWAT out. They had to disperse pepper bullets. Um, they decided to put out the curfew for 8 p.m., which is likely going to extend well into next month, um, at, even after spring break is over, just because they want to make sure. Um, I don't know what to tell you guys. I don't know why... I get it. And I feel like I've told, I've said this to you guys already. Like, I get it. Like, you guys are bored and you guys needed something to do. Like, I get it. But, like, I don't know if, I, even if I get on the plane, I don't know if I'm looking at the aerial and it's a lot of motherfuckers on the beach. I don't know if that's the beach for me. Like, I just don't know. I, I, I wish that, I don't wish, but I was like, but I wish that I had y'all's, like, comfortability level. Um, where y'all are just like really just real free and like living y'all maskless lives. And I just can't, I, I refuse to relate. Um, so I don't know. But on top of 
just having the 8 p.m. curfew, state of emergency, pepper bullets. Like, um, we also have to talk about how in all of that, in some of the arrests, we have some crazy fucking shit happening. Um, we could start off with the dude that followed an old lady off of a public bus and then um, grabbed her and pushed her up against the wall and started kissing her in the mouth. Like, ugh, like that's literally worse than taking your dick out in this, like, in this climate. Like, ew, like, I can't, guys. And here's the thing is, like, he's hella on camera, so he's hella going to get caught. Um, and he, the lady was screaming when it happened. And then when she screamed, he just nonchalantly, like, walked away. And everybody in the hallway, see, like, saw him. There's even a surveillance of him walking away like he didn't do anything. Like, the lady, I think, I swear to God, I think the lady's on the floor in the corner right here. And there's at least three doors open with them looking at him. Like, he's going to get in fucking trouble. So there's stuff like that. Um, he's going to get charge. He's going to get a charge of battery on a person of 65 eight years or older. Um, so I hope that that's, I hope that he gets that. Um, and then you got two guys accused of drugging, raping. And I guess, I mean, I don't know. I can't say they killed her. Nobody can say if they killed her because they don't know what the reason of her death was yet. But they were seen walking into a hotel with her. Um, she seemed to be very incoherent. And then they left later without her. Um, they used her credit cards. Um, and when people found her, she was dead. Um, they said that one of the guys said they gave her a green pill with some with A30 on it. I don't know what that is. Um, but the toxicology report hasn't come back as of right now. So they really don't know how the fuck she died, what happened. But they do know that she her body showed signs of rape. And they do know that two motherfuckers were found leaving or coming into a hotel and leaving a half hour later without her. Um, they are 21 years old and 24 years old. I hope that they get whatever the fuck they deserve. And yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you niggas. Like y'all, something's really wrong with you niggas. But speaking of things that are wrong with niggas, first of all, I want to take a moment um, to applaud Georgia for finally doing what the fuck is right um, in this fucking Kendrick Johnson trial. And when I say what's right, I don't mean all the way right. I mean, it's the shit that you probably should have never done. Um, you should have never closed this fucking case. And I'm very glad that it's being reopened. Um, when you're talking about not taking samples of a blood-like sub substance uh, feet away from a person's body, um, when you're talking about looking at the position of a body and assuming that they willingly went into that and didn't request any help or anything like that. Um, when you know and have a good reason to believe that a specific person has something to do with it, but because of their father's job and whatever, and what have you, you decide to overlook or not really go too deep into figuring out what's really happened. 
So, like I said, it should have never been closed. So there's that. Um, and now we have this supposed audio that has come up that is supposedly somebody confessing to the death of Kendrick Johnson. Um, they this, this person that had this mysterious audio from out of nowhere um, reached out to Kendrick's parents, basically asking for $1,000 to get this tape so that you can hear who killed your son, basically. Um, they paid him, which I think is fucking extortion. That's fucking evidence. Like, get the fuck out of here. But whatever. And honestly, whoever fucking sold that to them, he definitely needs to go to, he has to be caught and he has to also be fucking charged with something. I don't know what, some, some fucking type of cybercrime, because this is bullshit. Like, okay, but whatever, right? Okay, I'll get that to you. Okay, so this person gives this audio to him or to them, and it's um, how do I explain it? It's somebody, I guess, kind of upset, uh, basically saying that I'm. I know I'm going to get in trouble for this, um, and I guess it's enough for them to feel comfortable thinking that maybe this has something to do with Kendrick. I don't know if it does. It would be awesome if it is, but I don't like that somebody charged them money for it. Um, I don't like that at all. Um, I know that everybody's the everybody's gonna you know go through it, and I don't know how you sweep audio, but you know check it and she see whatever they can find. Um, I just hope it comes up with something, and it's important to know that if it doesn't, and if it's fake, that that person needs to be prosecuted. And also don't fucking think that that's all you have to do again. Cause then that just means you're starting from scratch all over. Like, again, like it, I think the, out of everything, the most thing, the thing that bothered me the most is that there was other things in the, in, in the gym that I think could have been checked on and they weren't. And I don't know if it's cause he was black, you know, that's what I think, but I don't want to say it. Um, but I don't know. So I'm very happy that it's reopened. Um, I really hope that they didn't fucking play a fucking prank on these on Kendrick's parents because these people don't fucking deserve that. Um, they haven't even gotten justice for their fucking kid. So if this is some kind of fucking joke, I truly hope that you burn in hell for it. Um, but if it's not and it's legit, I hope that you that you're not a coward and you come out and say more because if you have the recording, then you know who did it. And then if you don't say who did it, then I'm going to think it was you. So it's the balls in your court at this point. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. It's time for the one up for the week. I really wanted to be more prepared and have one um, this week, but I don't really. So I'm going to kind of make it up. So basically, um, stop counting yourself out. That's probably my one up for the week. Um, I do that often with myself and I realize that the moment I stop doing that um, things and opportunities come to me so stop counting yourself out that's it <laughs> guys thanks so much for kicking with me it's episode 112 I'm super high and I'll talk to you guys later <laughs> bye